Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Decoding Reality, a decoding TV podcast about the latest and greatest in reality television. I am David Chen, and joining me today, he is somebody who has entertained and enlightened millions of people with his TikTok channel at Freddie's roommate, Justin Jordan. Thanks for chatting today, Justin. Don't lie about me, David. <laughs> Don't lie. No, no. It's very funny because specifically right now, because my comment section is not very fond of me because mm, I dare to criticize Cinema Sins. Oh, dang. <laughs> Gosh. It's it's very it's it's a whole nother podcast, but mm-hmm, uh, yes, mm-hmm. I'm very glad to be here to talk about Love Is Blind. Well, Cinema Sins sucks. <laughs> so uh, you are on the right side of history, sir. Uh, and I do want to mention that uh, Joy uh, really wanted to be here today, but she couldn't. Uh, she's still a little bit under the weather. We are hoping that she will be better by the time we record again. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, Justin and I have a lot to share about this next batch of Love is Blind episodes. You can find more episodes of this podcast at decodingreality.tv. Email us at decodingtv at gmail.com. Check, out us, uh, check us out on TikTok at tiktok.com slash at decodingreality. Uh, and today on the podcast, we are going to be discussing Love is Blind Season 5, Episodes 5, 6, and 7. The next batch of episodes where the couples go to Mexico and a bunch of other things happen. Uh, so we're going to start with our overall thoughts and then dive into uh, talking about uh, this season couple by couple. There's also, Justin, I don't know if you've seen this, but like my TikTok for you page is nonstop love is blind tea. It's nonstop like just yeah. details about love is blind that like it can only be known from people like outside of the production uh, or within the production, I should say. Uh, and it's really, there's a lot of sketchiness this season. There's a lot of shady shit Is it going on this season. Okay. Right. I, I just, I do, I do think this is a fascinating turn. And I guess the reality show zeitgeist, because I, I am constantly surprised 
about the amount of freedom that Netflix gives its contestants post-show yeah. to yeah. talk about the show, what was right, what was wrong, what actually happened, what didn't happen. I am shocked that they don't have these people in tighter contracts. I think mm-hmm. one of the things that you're referring to is the whole Uche of it all. For those of you that don't know, Uche kind of like went wild in the Instagram stories. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Uh, Uche didn't ask me anything on his Instagram stories. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And it basically answered a lot of questions, uh, including the following question. Do you really think Lydia followed you into the pods? His response, just, did you see this, his response? Uh, 100%, says, yeah. 100% confirmed. I brought up Instagram because this was the method. More on this later. That's what he says, end quote. Uh, I would like to call BS. <laughs> I, I call bullshit. I call bullshit on that one, Uche. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because... I mean, we can get into it right now, the whole Uche and Lydia of it all. Uche claims that Lydia followed him onto the show. If that were the case, why is she married and happy with Milton right now? She's with Milton. She's on her own time right now. She's not thinking about Uche. Number two, I think maybe. me. You know what, Uche? I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. What if Lydia saw that you were going on Love is Blind and she also went on Love is Blind? Maybe and she obviously didn't pick you. You obviously didn't pick her. What's the issue, Uche? Like I, I you you moved on, you know. And it, and if your actions are how you treated Lydia and how you what you said or what happened in your relationship or what happened three months before the pods, you know, hurts your relationship. That's on you, Uche. That's not on Lydia. I'm obviously on Team Lydia. What do you think, David? Yeah, I mean, let's let's save the Uche Lydia conversation for later on in the episode because I think it deserves <laughs> oh, its no. own section oh, of the podcast. No. So, um, uh, let's start by talking about what you thought of this batch of episodes. What do you think of the Mexico trip and starting to meet some of these people and being introduced to their lives? How did what did you think of this batch of episodes? I, I I'm okay. Number one, I'm glad that some people made it to Mexico and some people didn't. You know. And, and that is to say, we, we really got to see everyone's true colors. Some of those true colors are red, white, and blue. I'm looking at you, JP. But <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, I'm I'm just wondering what every couple's specific goals are when it comes to Mexico. You got past the hard part, right? You got past the pods. You got to meet each other for the first time. Now what? And I saw a lot of red flags. I don't know if the contestants saw the red flags to me in specifically in the Mexico trip. Cause like, if you don't see him now, I don't know when of these, these contestants are going to see him. I'm I'm talking about Milton specifically with the towels on the floor, just gross. Not like the, I, I could go on a whole podcast about Bill, Milton, but I'll, I'll save that for later. Man, the, the anti Milton pro Lydia sentiment <laughs> is just, so Listen. strong. I, I worry Listen. it is clouding your objective view of this season, Justin. I'm objective. Uh, <laughs> I'm objective. I, I promise I am. I just, uh, I'm just wondering. I'm just, you know what? I'll save it for later. I'll save it for later in the pod. Uh, I will say this is one of the worst batch of Mexico episodes really? that the show has ever put on. You think um, this is the worst? This is this is possibly the worst. First of all, there's only three couples. 
Yeah. Uh, of the three, only one of them seems to be enjoying themselves. Mm. And none of them are really couples that I particularly feel root- like rooting for. Uh, there's one person I'm rooting for, and that is Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm not rooting for her as, as a like her and Izzy as a couple. Um, this is a dreadful Mexico trip, in my opinion. I, I really? thought it was really awful. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the the stuff about the, one of the great things about Love Is Blind is it in many ways it mirrors what the development of a real life relationship is, which is to say mm-hmm. uh, when you fall in love with someone in general in the United States, right? Like other cultures is different, but like in the United States, uh, a lot of times people fall in love or, or start um, deciding to date each other because there is a physical attraction. Right. Mm-hmm. And yes, uh, there's this whole idea of like you meet in the pods and then you see each other for real. And so like that part is different. But what Love is Blind does is they send people off to Mexico. So there's like this passionate, amazing time. And then it's like, it's time to go back and meet each other's families and try to move <laughs> into each other's houses and like try to integrate our lives together. And that component very much mirrors the timeline of a regular relationship where you like fall in love, you have a wonderful time, uh, you know, passionate time. And then it's time to like go back to the real world. And those are some of the more fascinating conversations is like, hey, oh, we fell in love when we knew nothing about each other's lives, really. And now mm. can you live in a place where there's a stack of one dollar <laughs> bills in a clip on the in the bathroom on, on top of a sack of Playboys? You know, like, is that is that an mm. environment that you wish to make your home in? You know, like uh, so that part is always just inherently interesting. And I think there's definitely some interesting things were revealed in these three episodes. Uh, but other than that, like the Mexico stuff was terrible. The life stuff was moderately interesting. And then, of course, the party, the birthday party, sparks flew and that that made for some decent reality television. So in terms of the three episodes as a whole, real mixed bag, but there are some highs in there. Here's the in terms thing, of the dude, Mexico like, trip specifically, pretty terrible. Like, but but... I thought this was I thought I personally thought this was great television because I think feel like the 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 first batch of episodes in this season in particular didn't really tell us a lot about the, the individuals but I think we got to know them like on a I think like I said in the previous Love is Blind pod I think people kind of it's at the tipping point where people know what Love is Blind is about right and I feel as though people kind of prepared themselves for the pods. But when you're in Mexico, you know, you're not around family or friends. You're not even, you don't even have the pod to defend yourself. We really get to know who these people are as people in a way that I don't think we have seen in previous seasons of Love is Blind, you know? I, and that, for that reason, I think that this, these group of episodes were pretty juicy for me, for me. I'm not going to. I'm not denying that they weren't juicy. I think they were they were very juicy, but did I did I enjoy them? I don't know. And and in particular, the Mexico trip was pretty pretty rough. Um, so anyway, let's let's start talking about specifics. But those are our overall thoughts on this batch of episodes. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, Justin, let's start talking about specifics. Let's, let's do the three couples, and then let's talk about the other. There's kind of two other couples that are floating in the periphery that aren't in the main show. <laughs> Uh, but that are nonetheless relevant. We should also point out, by the way, Justin, that there's been a lot of rumors and speculation hmm. about the fact that there was a fourth couple that got engaged, made it all the way through the pods, went to Mexico, presumably was filmed, and was never shown on Ooh, screen. I actually don't know this. Uh, so the, the understanding is that... Uh, uh, okay, here I'm. I'm reading from Bustle. Okay, yeah. Um, th- this is the speculation. Okay, so I cannot. This is I cannot confirm nor deny. Or deny. Um, but uh, so the headline is: Love is blind. Reddit fans think Renee and Carter also got engaged in season five. Okay. Hmm. Um. So, although viewers uh, never saw the relationship play out on screen, Renee and Carter intended the episode seven barbecue. Credited on screen only as members of the pod squad. Thanks to careful editing, they were primarily shown individually, but Carter could be seen sitting with his arm around the 32-year-old veterinarian when Uche arrived at the event. Renee also appeared to be wearing uh, an engagement ring. Um, And also, uh, a Love is Blind Reddit spoiler claimed that, according to multiple sources, Renee and Carter got engaged engaged and filmed at the altar, but that producers cut them. Uh, so there's been a lot of speculation as to why did producers cut them, especially because this is such a lackluster group of people that are, that made it through the pause this season. Like they had to have a really good reason to cut them. And so people have been speculating, maybe they uncovered some terrible problematic tweets or some horrible shit from somebody's past. And they're just like, they got through the whole thing and they discovered this terrible thing and they couldn't have Carter and Renee on the show. That is that is the the furious rumor mongering that is occurring right now online. Uh, again, cannot confirm nor deny any of it, but uh, it, it certainly seems plausible that this stuff happened. I, I, so, but here's the thing, though. Like, the couples meet on the beach. Yeah, why so you're saying, Renee... why, why do we see them in the background, right? Do well, we I don't see know, them? Justin... Did you notice that the entire resort seemed to be completely deserted? <laughs> like they're clearly filming it under like a very controlled circumstances. So mm-hmm. like uh I think the fact that they were on the beach and we didn't see them doesn't say anything in my opinion. So hmm, anyway, interesting. so that's just it's just a it's just a rumor that's out there and my guess is 
more stuff is going to come out in the next couple of weeks that we're going to learn more about what happened with Carter and Renee and whether they were this other couple that got engaged and weren't shown. Um, but if this rumor is fact that this couple got engaged and weren't shown, it does raise a lot of questions because to film someone going all the way to the altar, it costs money. It costs production time and effort. And mm-hmm. they had to have a really good reason. If they did proceed with that, they had to have a really good reason to throw that all away. So Carter, by the way, was the fisherman. Uh, if you don't recall, Paul Bunyan. Um, yeah, really burly, you know, strong looking, good looking dude. Uh, and Renee was a uh, blonde veterinarian that was also on the show. So, anyway, <laughs> literally the tiniest girl ever. I bet, mm-hmm. like, the height difference, they couldn't do it. Like, yeah. Paul Bunyan was just way too, like, yeah. way too tall for this to work, and they just couldn't fit everyone on the screen. So, you win some, let's you start, lose some. Let's start by let's start going through the couples. Let's start with dispatching of the easiest couple here. That's JP and Taylor, right? So this was excruciating to witness, but also Taylor played this correctly and got out of this uh, probably at some expense to herself. Like there's been rumors that, or not rumors, but like specific allegations thrown that. The producers say, if you don't go through with going all the way to the altar, you are liable for damages. Um, mm. And so I don't know if Taylor was putting any of her financial uh, well-being in jeopardy by like opting out of the show, but it was the right move. JP was a disaster this whole season. Um, <laughs> completely stonewalling her and then when questioned about it mm-hmm. started grasping at straws desperately saying things like it's your makeup that's why i can't talk to you because i think you're fake which is like comes off as not only controlling but also just like he's he's desperately trying to to account for what is going on justin tell me what your reaction was to the jp and taylor storyline my reaction was oh no i'm gonna have to come on the next episode and apologize to America. Mm-hmm, yeah. America. Absolutely. I was wrong about JP. <laughs> yes. And, and guess what, Justin? You're previewing like two episodes from now when you're going to come on this thing and say, I was wrong about Lydia. So just like no! get ready for that. <laughs> like start like preparing for that mentally. Okay. No, America. You know, here's the thing, America. Um, What's the thing, America? <laughs> it's. I said last week, I said last week that they would be a happy little Republican family. I, I wasn't completely wrong. I was just wrong about the happy part, you know? I think, honestly, I think I personally knew a lot of JPs in high school. And that is to say Yeah, that what, what, what defines a JP character for you? A JP character is someone, unfortunately, who grew up in this dynamic with women where um, that is constantly combative. And what I mean by that is like, you ever met a guy or like what I mean when I knew a lot of guys in JP, like JP is that you ever met someone or another married couple, David, with you and your wife, you go to dinner with someone and it's like, ah, so glad to be away from the wife, you know, or like, there's an underlying <laughs> mm-hmm. "I hate my wife" joke at all times. Uh-huh, right? Uh-huh, you know. Uh-huh. And what JP didn't realize is that Taylor is not that type of girl. You know, I feel like JP was looking for someone 
like after he gets done firefighting or whatever, he comes home, a meal's gonna be made, he can rest his muddy shoes on the door and like have a ball. He doesn't have to communicate, he just has to work, clock in, clock out, come home, my laundry's done, that kind of thing. I don't have to engage in this relationship, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm I'm doing all the other stuff, right? Taylor's not that type of girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. I agree with some parts of your description. Interesting. Okay, I, okay. I agree with the components where it's he expects Taylor to occupy a very specific uh, area in his life, and he expects her not to complain, and and so on. What I disagree with you about, Justin, is what you just described was a personality, <laughs> which is not something I think JP has shown any evidence of really like oh, yes he maybe he's more personality. active i think he does he is a complete if you showed someone <laughs> just episode 5 and said describe jp's personality give me adjectives for JC, jp's personality that don't have to do with his physical appearance people would, would be call, very difficult it would be very difficult to do that i would call um, um jp uh, um a not curious emotionally. <laughs> that's not. A, that's not a. That's not an um, adjective. That's that's something he's not. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, okay. Uh, some an adjective. Okay. Um, smug. <laughs> there you go. What I think you that's too. I think that's too strong. You're okay. Okay. It, it's true that I think he does feel superior in some way, right, to Taylor, right? Like, and I, I think that does come across mm-hmm. in in the arguments they have. But I don't know. This felt like he felt like a complete nothing burger to me and the thing and i, I just want to say justin i called it okay like last episode when we recorded i was like if if the first looks doesn't go well like that is doom it's like how you on decoding reality you say if the uh if the first if someone gets the first impression rose they're toast Kiss to death that's right it's basically if the if the first impression doesn't go well when they first see each other it's over like there's no chance and sometimes Pain. it's over even if they do like each other, right? So, like, wow, it, it's it's very rare for when they see each other and they don't, it doesn't click, um, for then it to go well later on. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is a case that he had no personality. He wouldn't open up. He wouldn't talk at all. He made it super awkward. Taylor was trying to do all the work. Uh, was getting nothing from this guy. Meanwhile, Taylor my opinion, very attractive woman, right? Uh, she's bringing a lot to this relationship. JP's bringing mm-hmm. nothing, man. He's bringing nothing. He's bringing nothing. terrible taste in clothing to this relationship. And he has the nerve to question her on her makeup, mm. her sartorial and makeup choices. How dare he? Do How you think he? at this point, the pods protect people like JP? Mm. Mm. So you know tell me saying? more about that. Tell me more like, about that. What do you mean by that? JP was almost protected by the pods, in my opinion, because he d- that's another emotional effort or emotional, like, I guess, piece to a relationship that he doesn't have to worry about. Number one, he doesn't have I mean, to worry about how the person looks, right? Is that what you're referring like to? Like how they look? You don't have to plan a date when you're in the pod. Right. Right. You don't have to like put any effort into your appearance or anything. It is just the naked conversation. Well, JP put a ton of effort into his appearance. We know that. Justin. <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean? but like, but yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, is that yeah. like 
is at his core. Isn't that what Love is Blind is trying to figure out? Without all the added pressures of the world, would you love this person based mm. solely on what they have to say? All right. I'll give you that, Justin. To the extent that Love is Blind is any kind of experiment, this it, it, this season showed that like maybe for people like JP, he does work better behind the wall than other people. I mean, uh, like stuff like this has been happening since the dawn of time. Like, I bet you listeners to this podcast right now will know someone who's like been on the dating apps and someone just wants to be their pen pal. They don't want to plan a date. They don't want to take you out. But hey, they're blowing up your hinge notifications all the time. They, they're your pen pal. That's the worst yeah. type of dating person, right? Yeah. He's like yeah. people like JP aren't new is what I'm saying. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anything else to say about JP and Taylor, Justin? Taylor, I'm proud of you. The way you did it, too. Yeah. You know, yes. you were, like, very, like, this firm. is what it was. Like, very firm. Like, no, like, second guessing. Maybe we can. Tr- maybe we can try X. Maybe we can try this. She just was like, I have a message. I'm going to deliver it. And she did it in a courteous, respectful, uh, self-respecting way. And uh, all the credit to Taylor. Big fan of her. Sounds like you, you feel the same way, Justin. Yeah. Yeah, good for you, Taylor. I'm rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Let's talk about Izzy. See, I, I'm sighing because I, I don't I'm not rooting for any of these people, but Izzy and Stacy, let's talk about it. Okay, so Izzy and Stacy had great chemistry in Mexico, like great physical chemistry. Uh they're clearly both good looking people. The problems really began when they got back to mm. Uh, home and like saw each other's apartments. Stacy has like a huge house uh, that she's like, I'm going to need, sometimes the HVAC goes out and I'm going to need 20 grand today to like fix it, right? Or 10 grand to fix it today. Are you ready to deliver that? And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Of course I could do that. <laughs> um, meanwhile, you go to Izzy's house. The man does not like Stacy was really fixated on the fact that Izzy had like trinkets from his like former one night stands or dates or hookups mm-hmm. uh, in his lost and found. And she thought it was disrespectful that he had those things. No disagreement with Stacy about any of that. But the far bigger problem for me is that Izzy had no plates and silverware at his house. That is, that Listen. is like not even a college, even in college I had plates. So I'm like, that Listen. is like a pre-college state to have Listen. no plates and silverware and cups justin jordan am i being too harsh on izzy how old is izzy i think he's like late 20s you know what okay i can't defend it i can't defend it justin when you when you took your your now wife home for the first time to your place to show her around did you have plates and silverware at your house uh (laughs) i'm thinking like we, since since me and my wife wet, met in college, I did have paper plates and paper cups because okay, we were in a dorm was, room. You but know? that was in col- that was in a college <laughs> dorm room. So you, oh, that's very sweet because you guys have been together for a while, right? Yeah. But like, if, if if you met someone today, Justin, okay, mm-hmm. at the phase of life you're in today, and you took someone back to your house, you would have plates and silverware. Yes. Meanwhile, your freaking person you're trying to attract likes flying first class and you know 
buying nice handbags and shit. Like it's like it's wild. It's wild that he thought this would be acceptable. It's wild, Justin. I I, ha- I have a theory. What's your theory, theory, Justin? And I'm not sure if I'm getting the the timeline of events right, but I think there was a moment where I think uh, Stacy was like getting in him on, on something. I forgot what it, the exact topic was. It was like digging him, and he he was just over it, right? And then the very next scene is them seeing each other's houses, right? Part of me wants to think, did did Izzy have an opportunity to clean up and didn't? Yeah, that is. it is heavily you know, indicated that that is the case. It is in, heavily... In a way that, like, maybe. This, this is just tinfoil hat theory, right? Uh-huh. Not a therapist. Don't, like, look into this. But is there, I, is there an Izzy where he got rebuffed by Stacy? didn't clean up, kept the trinkets from other women as a way to say, even though I have the paper cups and paper plates, mm. I am still desirable. Right. I am young. And in a way, in a weird way, it's like a power I still move. Have, it's like a power it's move. It's a power right? move. Yeah. Like I still have power in this relationship. Right. You like, know, that's, like, look, like, look at, look at this hovel. Look at this pile of rubble that I live in. And also people still want to fuck me, right? That's kind of what he's, and you know, and like, like, therefore you should know what you're, who you are with this. That's the kind of man you're with is like, people still want to fuck me, even though I have solo cups and nothing else. I mean, editing does exist. Maybe they happened at a sequence. It's it's a whole thing, but I do want to get on Stacy because Stacy was living in a half finished house, but that's a whole nother podcast. You know, I was like, really? The blue tape is still on the floor. Come on, Stacy. But um, Hey, Hey, it's just bad timing. You know, she's halfway towards fulfilling the vision for her house, you know? So David, what's worse, the blue tape on the floor or the paper cups, Justin, you are lucky. I don't know. Maybe you've never done a home remodel before, but once you do, you will understand the answer to that question is by far the paper cups is worse. What? Are okay. you kidding me? All right. All right. I think, Ta- I think tape, these- tape on the floor is I am transitioning from this already excellent house to an even better house. That's what the tape on the floor means. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Red solo cups means I am choosing to live in this. You are okay? choosing That's a big not difference. to do dishes. Look, easy queer. <laughs> I can't tell how much of you is joking right now, but like, it's it, it's not a good. This is not it. It ain't it. This isn't it. What what is he's doing? It ain't it. The hill to die on. I do think that one thing I appreciate about Stacy is she's very upfront with what her her needs are. Like she's like, hey, I, I like nice things. I want the guy to take me out. Now you as a guy can be repelled by that. And I think that's okay, mm. but she is very clear about what she is looking for, and that is admirable. That you know somebody knows what they want and is willing to say it, right? Like that's it's relatively rare in society these days. So, David, what do you, where do you come in on this date or like this debate of who pays for the date? I think first of all, it's it's not wrong. It's perfectly fine for stacy to want what she wants right Mm -hmm. like if that's what she's looking for that's fine um i personally believe that uh things should be more egalitarian you know 
Mm. Oftentimes, for instance, when people get married, they intermingle their finances and share a bank account. That's a thing that happens many people when they get married. And so then you pay out of the shared bank account, right? And it's, I will say it's a little bit weird that Stacy didn't even consider that idea um, when she was bringing up that topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so where do I stand on it? I, I, I am more of a, like, um, I don't have this paternalistic idea like the man should take care of everything. I think it's like... Uh, when it comes to dinner... If you are like, you, like you're going on a date with someone, do you pay? Uh, for the first date, yeah, I pay because that is a societal expectation. Mm. I haven't been on a first date in many years, but <laughs> when I when I was going on first dates, I would always pay for the first date because that mm-hmm. is a societal expectation. Um, over time, would that be the way I want it to be? In my, as I just finished saying, that doesn't really make much sense in a marriage that's like egalitarian or where people are like sharing the load. Um, now again, there are different circumstances. Like I know some couples where, um, one person in the couple doesn't work, um, for whatever reason, they're taking care of the kids. They can't work because of they're physically disabled, whatever. Uh, and then that I would have, there would be a different calculus in that situation. Right. But in situations where people both work in, they're both making roughly the same amount of money. It makes sense to me that there'd be an equal sort of sharing of responsibilities in the long term, uh, in the courting stage, I think there's just such a burnt, like a built-in idea that men need to pay for it, mm-hmm. and and there's no point for me to uh, that. You just said you're not dying on the hill of like you know Izzy can have paper plates. I'm not dying on the hill of like guys shouldn't have to pay on the first day. I don't like that is not a thing that I, I think we can change at this point. What do you think, Justin? What what are your thoughts on this? I okay. Um, Justin's dating tip number three hundred and thirty-seven. Mm, wow, heterosexual men, if you are listening to this, yeah, heed me, heed me. If you have yeah. to give one piece of advice, listen to me and listen closely. Okay, wow. Pay for the date. <laughs> if you are courting someone, if yes. you are hetero, like if you are hetero, we're talking about heterosexual relationships. Yes. Yeah. Pay for the date. It doesn't matter when, it doesn't matter how many times, just pay for the day. Go in with the expectation that you will pay for the day. If you can't pay for the day, don't go. Yeah. Uh, don't uh, even uh, suggest 50-50. Like, here's back, <laughs> when, back, back when I was on the streets, I would say, right? Back when I was on the streets, I would be, half the date would be mental math. You know, I'm doing math in my head, you know? I'm like, what does she order? Okay, that's twelve ninety nine. Okay. That's uh-huh. Oh wow, she's getting the champagne on top. You know? Yeah, yeah. And so for when the moment came, when that bill came, I didn't even look at it. Just boop boop. I got it. Uh-huh. Don't even look at it. Don't even like act like you're surprised by the price. Don't even like. Don't even act like like. Oh, I didn't order those crab cakes. That's okay. I'll pay for them. I just made someone's day. Yeah. Don't even look you, at it. Do you think? Do you think my? Do you think I was not in alignment with that? By the way, like I, I, know. I, <laughs> I don't know. Like I no no no. I don't know. It's yeah, that, I, I'm 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 agree. I I agreed with you. I, I'm I am in the same boat as in the same perspective as you. I, I'm not quite as strong as what you said because there there's a lot more there's a lot more gray area i think like sometimes you might go on a date and the woman might insist on paying right like and so that's a difference or she not uh insist on paying for the meal but she'll be like hey let's go dutch right and then it's like 
It's called Justin shaking his head. You're saying in that situation, no, it's a trap. It's, it's a, a trap, trap, right? I agree. I agree. Very possible, but like sometimes on a rare occasion, it's not. Anyway, I think it's I think it's slightly more complicated. But overall, Justin, you and I are agreed on this point. Um, pay for the date. That's what guys should do. But the thing, the, the thing that's weird about the Izzy and Stacy thing is they are getting married in three weeks, theoretically, <laughs> right? So it's like yeah. they they have they have rushed through the courtship stage. And they're at the point where they might consider intermingling their finances. Although, if I'm Stacy, <clears throat> I wouldn't do that. Um, what did you think of the speech that Stacy's dad gave to Izzy? Like, hey, I know love is blind, but love also likes needs to eat. Love also likes to fly first Listen. class. You know, <laughs> Lo- love also needs to go shopping sometimes. Like, what did you think of that speech? I think that is a speech of a man who has been surrounded by women and daughters for a very long time. <laughs> and then, like I, you know, he—he's—it's like he's been through war, man. He's like, <laughs> they want first class, they want designer shoes. No, you don't understand, Izzy. They had a whole suitcase of shoes, <laughs> and he shut it. Like and that was that. Bad. I have seen shit you wouldn't believe, Izzy. Exactly. Suitcases full of shoes. Suitcases on fire off the shoulder of Orion. Um, anyway, oh it's, man, it's like I get like, I mean, at the <laughs> end of the day, he's not wrong. Maybe not about the first class part, but like, you know, like, unfortunately, a leading cause of divorce is finance. Yeah, in America, especially in America, you know, and like, the going can get tough, especially in this economy. So, talking about finances and. Is it's a really good idea, and setting expectations is a really, really good idea. Whether or not Stacy is willing to give up anything, I I don't know. If Stacy has the ability to travel single, you know, I couldn't imagine it being harder with Izzy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, it's harder. It, it it's hard if there is a big pay disparity in the couple. Stacy mm. is like an operations manager at some kind of chemical or oil plant or something like that. So she probably makes like in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what Izzy does, but I, I'm guessing he's pulling in way less money than her. That's going to be a problem. Here's the thing that's shocking to me, Justin, that this didn't come up before in the pots. Like, I guess people yeah. just aren't talking about that shit, but like, it is a really important topic to make sure you're aligned on finances and like how much are we spending on vacations in a year and all this stuff. And like, I guess people don't care about that stuff in the pods, but as a result, like I, I really feel like they're heading towards choppy waters. Uh, Stacey I mean, Izzy. okay. Do, at this point, do you think it's worth it to go through the crusty stage? You What's the crusty stage? Tell me that. Because like, okay. Every man has a crusty stage. You know, well, you're, well, you're a nice person. Maybe you're in between something, but you're like, you're a good person. You can, you would. I feel like every man goes through a crusty stage. I was crusty at one point through college. I don't, I still don't understand this concept, Justin. What is a crusty crusty stage? Okay. The crusty stage is like where you're not where you want to be in your career, your Uh life, your uh finances, but there is a strong possibility or a possibility that you will get there, right? Does Izzy give off that energy to you? I feel like Krusty, like Izzy is in the, like he's on the precipice of his Krusty stage. He's, he's, he's at the beginning of his Krusty stage, you're saying? I would say he's towards the end. 
especially uh-huh. when you go on Love is Blind, right? Like, you know, you have you you have you have the ability and you have the potential to not be crusty. Like and settle down and be a, like an actual adult. Not every man gets there. Like Milton. I think Milton is like prime crusty stage. But that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> so you you see hope in this relationship. Do you think JP I'm sorry, do you think uh, Izzy and Stacy are gonna make it? I think they I think they have the ability to make it. Whether or not Stacy is willing to sit through the crusty stage for just a tiny bit, I feel like Izzy can pull through. But his behavior at the party may say otherwise, but we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I think there is a thirty percent chance they get to a yes at the altar. I think it's really. I, I think these problems that seem small now are going to balloon to be much a much bigger deal. As Interesting. Okay. So I think okay. they'll probably make it to the altar. I think we've probably even seen footage of them at the altar, but like, I don't think their yes is guaranteed. Okay. Let's talk about Milton and Lydia. I don't even know how we're going to get through. We're, we're, we still have so much to discuss, Justin. I think we're going to have to like push a lot of it to the next episode because <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, when I remember when I said the, my speech about the crusty stage, Milton is in the crusty stage. Oh, oh, that absolutely. I agree with you about. Okay? See, we, are, we have no disagreement there. We have no, disagreement like in there. my opinion, I, I, if I'm, if I have a female friend, don't wait for Milton. He he's still in his crusty state. Don't wait for him. Like I said before, the haircut whack, the shoe choices whack. But in this episode, it's like he's turning Lydia into his mom. Like he's have to pick up his clothes, pick up his dirty towels, and all this stuff in Mexico. Like, uh, like what really bugged me is when Lydia asked to match clothing. You know, and it wasn't even like a matchy matchy color. It was black. And he wouldn't like that. Like, you ever hear that like thing about bids for affection? Yes. Like, yeah. why wouldn't it be if you <laughs> truly love this woman, why wouldn't it be an honor to be associated with them? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like just visually associated with them. You know what I mean? Not every couple looks alike, you know. Just wear the same, just black. You people won't even pick up on it, man. Like it's it's like your like what's it? I think it's called a honeymoon or vacation, whatever they want to call it. Like you couldn't match with her, and then the whole thing with his roommate and like bad carpet, and it's like he's turning Lydia into his mom, man. And that's mm-hmm. just the most unsexy, unloving thing ever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, for once, Justin, you and I are completely agreed on something, and. <laughs> Uh, but you haven't you haven't really talked about like the most unforgivable thing that Milton did. Oh, what did he do? Which is that on the show Love Is Blind, Milton claimed to be a nationally ranked Pokemon <laughs> player, right? Yeah. And did you see what happened with the the Pokemon? I tweet? believe. I, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the so, actual Pokemon people was yeah, like, so, um, actually. So Pokemon the- Pokemon Showdown tweeted. Uh, quote, despite claiming to be nationally ranked, uh, and then they said, they tagged Milton. They tagged Milton's ex Disrespect. They said, Milton is currently ranked approximately 716,115th in Gen 7 Random Battle, which is his highest rated format, end quote. Uh, so, 
first of all, bravo to Pokemon Showdown for de- <laughs> defending their own honor. Um, props to them. Like, big salute to them. Weird thing to brag about if you were ranked 716,000th, uh, Justin. You're not even you think? good, Milton. Still play, like, uh, you know what? A lot, like, a lot of adults p- play Pokemon, I guess. But it's just... <sighs> My favorite thing is this is posted on Reddit and somebody commented, I'm confused. Milton says he's nationally ranked and then the Pokemon people bust him by saying he was claiming to be ranked then say that he's actually ranked. What am I missing? And then somebody says, you literally need to be, you literally need to play a single card game in any form to be assigned an ELO in the format. So to Mm. actually be ranked, you need to be in the top 500 uh, and that's usually 1,500 to 1,600 ELO to take the top five, th- top spot of 500. So basically, what they're saying is, like, anyone can be ranked. Like, it's not hard to be ranked. Like, if you're 716,000th, yeah. that's not difficult to be ranked. You, you <laughs> should only brag about being ranked if it's, like, in the top 1,000 or 500 or 100, right? Um, not even good. Like, how what dare he sully the name of the Pokemon Showdown organization is, is what I'm saying. They right? know their stuff. Calling you out. It's just like it's just a silly thing to lie about too. If he actually lied about. And then didn't he say he got banned for talking trash? To to who? (laughs) Children? Why are you talking trash about Pokemon? Like Milton, forever crusty. I can't I just I'm sorry, Milton. Maybe I'm too hard. Maybe I'm too harsh. America, if you're listening, let me know if I'm being too harsh on Milton because I cannot stand him. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Speaking of people we can't stand, Uche and Aaliyah meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that meeting, Uche basically says, why did you leave? And then she says, uh, you know, she explains, and we actually also learned offline that it's because of the way that Lydia was acting around her. That's why, like, really what drove Aaliyah to leave. And then Uche says, sorry, I can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, You've broken my trust. Can't do this relationship. It's over between us. Um, And the edit is very weird because basically it shows Uche kind of badgering Aaliyah. And then Aaliyah's like, I would still marry you. And everyone in the audience is like, you can do better, Aaliyah. You know, and uh, and then Uche being like, well, you know what? I, I don't want to be with you. And it's like, OK, I guess Aaliyah dodged the bullet one way or the other. You know, like, I'm glad she dodged the bullet at all. Uh, but yeah, before we move on to, like, what happens at the party, Justin, any other thoughts on, like, what happened with the Uche and Aaliyah situation? I mean, I think the thing to talk about was the edit because Uche denied it. Like, if if that's true, like, I mean... <laughs> Part of me doesn't want to believe Uche because I was already suspicious. U- Uche, Uche, you're saying Uche in Insta stories denied that the edit is accurately representing what happened, right? Correct. What you're saying? Yeah. He yeah. said that they left that conversation dating outside of the show, right? Right. He said he said they, they left it being like let's be in a relationship together, right? I just I, nuts because that's like the opposite of what actually happened in the edit, right? Exactly. So, yeah. You know, and I don't know who to believe. I want to believe Uche, but I think Uche's manipulative. The way he talked to her about the one time she cheated in her life. Meanwhile, he just slept with Lydia three months earlier. The way he like he talks to Lydia. The way he like I 
I feel like Uche is a very difficult person to argue with, you know, because I feel like he leaves a lot of empathy at the door, you know, when it comes to a lot of stuff. And I'm just like, and then I'm very suspicious about the Instagram story thing. I'm very Mm. suspicious. You're suspicious about some of the answers that Uche gave in his Instagram story, you know, talking about what he thought Lydia was doing, you know, but that's a whole nother part. Well, let's talk about the party, and then we can kind of wrap up there, right? Um, mm-hmm. So there's a there's a party, and then like a lot of people converge on the party, and we see that Johnny and Chris got together, which I Congrats. have to admit I was shocked by. Um, <laughs> Wait till they see the show, because once he sees the edit, <laughs> what she said about him, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a rude awakening. Um, but Hey, they seem very much in love. And, uh, what's interesting is, is he saying like, everyone thinks Johnny is super sketch, which strikes me as, you know, maybe that's true. I don't know. Um, but I saw a TikTok, Justin, that was saying that this season of love is blind is basically men yelling at women. And, uh, I I have to agree that that seems to be a running theme. It's like Uche yelling at Aaliyah, Uche yelling at Lydia. Izzy yelling at uh, Johnny, you know, like, and that one confused me because, like, I don't know what you need to prove. Izzy, you won. You won. (laughs) Like, in this scenario, like, you you... won the Game of Thrones. Why are you kicking (laughs) this person while they're down? You know, like, what's the point? It doesn't, I hate when reality shows do this where, like, you want to talk for a minute and, like, they go to a corner and have a very planned conversation. Right. right. That, uh, I think this is, like, one of those. Because I didn't, I personally didn't need to know anything more about how Johnny still felt about Izzy or Izzy still felt about Johnny. Right. It felt like, I don't know, you're beating a dead horse and you're kind of kicking some weather down too. Not that she's down because she did end up with someone in right, a way, but she you know. She clearly has and, a lot of like shame and embarrassment about what happened. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And like, I, and they cut to Stacy, who's like, I mean, I don't really want to talk to Johnny because. I think there's some an- animosity because she played strategically and didn't say who she was interested in in the pods. She yeah. divulged the information. And I think at the end of the day, that was the right Stacey move. She played it right. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sorry. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you get stuck in the pods. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you win <laughs> or you end up with Chris at the airport. You know, that's basically what happens. I guess so. But um, I, I, I don't understand the need to dunk on Johnny. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like she's had a lot of dunks on her lately. You won, Izzy. It's cool. You did it. was it. also kind of odd how Izzy represented the conversation to Stacey afterwards. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Izzy, like, I completely went in on her. Yeah. I showed her. Okay. You know, it's like, okay. Show you know, her what? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's like Stacey also hates Johnny. So it's like all good, right? Like. I think I there was get, no love lost between the two of them, but I guess I don't know yeah. if Stacy cares. You know, like I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, if I was yeah. in that scenario, I think I'm Stacy, where it's like, you know, I don't, I don't care enough about you or the situation because it, it shook the way it did. You know, I don't really have anything to say about it. You know. In our closing moments here, Justin, let's talk about the Uche Lydia conversation. Super painful. About as painful as the J.P. Taylor situation. Um, 
I'm going to put this out there, Justin. I think there's so much that is not well explained on the show or so much that is left up to interpretation of who we believe is actually telling the truth that it's actually really difficult to know what actually happened. And so I don't even know, like we can talk about who we are inclined to believe, but I think it's quite confusing in my opinion, what, what is actually going on? Um, because it seems like they had a relationship that went on for a while, but that like um, maybe Uche thought it was over. Maybe Lydia didn't. And, uh, hmm. and that like, and that it seems distinctly possible that Uche actually cheated on Lydia to some degree mm-hmm. because you know, Uche shows her the Instagram story uh, screenshots and she says, do you really want to talk about this? The sex thing? And it's like, it seems like she's implying that there's something that we don't know about outside, like, you know, an outside factor that we don't know. about. So there's a lot of like FUD, you know, fear, uncertainty and doubt uh, about I mean, what's going I, on there. Here's what I was able to piece together. And um, maybe I'm wrong because Love is Blind didn't like actually. They didn't diagram this out for us unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. I was under the impression that Uche and Lydia dated Uche was talking to other women suggestively or sexting we don't know right Lydia found that out by either A going through his phone go following people who he's following or opening um, a drawer, which is something that he accuses her of, right? Opening yeah. a drawer or going through his computer. Uche is accusing Lydia of lying all about that to find that information out, saying, I I was doing this, but you lied slash were deceiving slash went through my stuff like a crazy person, right? They break up somehow, some way. They both get on the show. Uche thinks that through the looking through his things, he saw or she saw that he was going on Love is Blind. She went on Love is Blind. And now we are here today. That's what I thought. I think that's a very plausible version (laughs) of events. Uh, I think the other thing I would just add is like there's I think there's some period of time where it was unclear whether they were still in a relationship or not. Like I think their understanding of what the relationship was was different at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, was from each other, uh, and so that that probably fed into things. But what are, putting okay, putting aside the factual nature of what actually happened in the past, how did you think they came off in their confrontation? Number one, I don't think Uche's screenshots mean anything because number one, it is twenty twenty three. Everybody is looking at each other's Instagram stories. I have exes who still watch my Instagram stories. You know what? Post this clip. Post this clip, David. <laughs> that to the exes still watching my um, Instagram stories. Hi, I hope your life is well. There is no hate. I'm not going to think you're a stalker for looking at my Instagram stories. This is insane. Are you kidding me? This is a, this is a part of American life right now. You don't need to pull out and be like, you followed one of my friends. Yeah, of course you did. You broke up. You broke her heart. That's not a crime, Uche. Like, and the, like, I think this happens a lot where it's like, um, someone does something bad and the way they find out about what they did was bad is also bad. And like, aha, you're also an awful per- person. But Uche, you shouldn't have been doing some fuck shit. But, <laughs> or better explain the status of your relationship. DTR, define the relationship. Number two. I I 
I want to give Milton some props. I'll give him two points this episode because as Uche and Lydia were arguing, he comes into the room and says, hey, what's going on? Um, Actually, we have plans in 10 minutes. We got to go right now. And I feel as though there was a very uh, uh, generous way of trying to defuse the situation. So props to your creativity and props to actually almost defending your partner. But we had a long way to go, Milton. Number three. I... I don't know what Uche's goal in this conversation is besides to embarrass Lydia or like gotcha on television when you don't have that much of a gotcha. Even if Lydia followed him onto the show, like I said before in the previous, like in this podcast, even if she did that, she's with another guy now, a completely different person. You know, like it's not Lydia's fault that. Uche's relationships failed. It's not. It's his It's his responsibility to devolve, devolve that relationship to his current partner. That's what I think. So I don't think it's Lydia's fault that Uche got into some fuck shit. That's Uche's problem. And he's making it everybody else's problem by ruining the party. That's my take. All right. I'll just say I think they both come off pretty bad. What? Uh, in, in Explain. The sequence. Well, you kind of agreed that Uche comes off badly, right? Like, you already said that, right? That was the case you made. Um, When Uche confronts Lydia with the screenshots, she doesn't deny anything, right? And, uh, you know, just... I almost spilled drink on my. I almost spilled drink on my keyboard. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, What? Uche's in his early thirties, if I recall correctly, right? I believe so. And and and, um, I don't know. I think there are. I think if you're older, if you're a bit older, like if you're in your Mm thirties, Uche is thirty-four. Okay. Hmm. Lawyer and entrepreneur. Uh, if you're in your 30s, you're, you're from like a little bit of an older generation where looking at someone, looking at your ex's friend's Insta stories constantly would be considered weird, in my opinion. Um, and hmm. it's funny that, that Lydia is like, but the algorithm, it's the Insta algorithm. I can't, t- I can't control what's served up to me. And she is right about that because Instagram serves up who it thinks you will engage with at the top of your stories, right? So Mm -hmm. when you go to Insta stories, that's not just who posted most recently. That's who it thinks you will tap on uh, based off of your previous behavior. And so I agree. I basically agree with both of them. I agree with Lydia that she might not have had control over it, but I also agree with Uche that it's a little bit weird for her to keep looking at them. And also the way that she handled it when she was accused struck me as the behavior of someone who is guilty. Like it didn't, her, her behavior was not like, (laughs) Hey, it doesn't, she was Justin. She didn't give the speech you gave. She Mm -hmm. wasn't like, Hey, um, it happens. Like I I didn't mean anything by it. She was like, she basically gave what we call in the industry, a non-denial denial. denial. She didn't, (laughs) she didn't deny anything, but Mm -hmm. she tried to make it seem like it was not a big deal as opposed to just acknowledging it and being like, yeah, all right. So, like, what's the big deal? Okay, I looked at your Insta stories. Like, 
Instagram serves up the algorithm and it's not a big deal. Like I'm, you know, it's, it's not, a, you know, and now granted part of that is because everyone has very heightened emotions in that moment, but she came off as somebody who was doing something sketchy. That's my, what was that's the my crime? assessment. What was the crime? You know, like as, as Lydia's personal attorney at this point, my there, client committed there's no, no crime. There's no crime. There's no crime. But like, but like, I think it's, I think Uche probably has some reason for believing that her actions were sketchy. Um, I, I don't think Uche is just like inventing all of that. I think like they Here's probably the had, thing. they probably had different understandings of the relationship and it led to like a bunch of misunderstandings and the result is Lydia was, feels like she was acting rationally and Uche thinks she was stalking him. That's, that's what I think based on what we've seen. Maybe as time goes on, it'll become really clear that one of them actually was in the wrong. Uh, but that's where I think it is right now. Here, here's one thing I can't defend. The picture of his house. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's a, that's a little sketch, Lydia. <laughs> Justin, she just she just drove past and was like, "Hey, it's like a I." You know, Conan O'Brien used to say, uh, once said that like there was a woman who saw him in public, and she said, "I spotted ya." You know, she this woman would point and say like, "I spotted ya," and maybe Lydia was just saying, "Hey, look, I spotted ya. I was I was in the I was in the neighborhood, and look, that's your house." Ha <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't. I can't defend it. That's yeah. one crime. That's one crime. <laughs> uh, it's like I, if it, if an ex sent me a picture of my house, I'd be a little scared. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little yeah. bit, you know. But hey, we can work through it, Lydia. We can work through it. <laughs> I will agree with you. This is a very juicy party. Like, there's a lot of like confrontations and stuff that came out. And it made for pretty compelling television, much better so than much more so than the Mexico episode. So, uh, Justin, any other thoughts on these episodes of Love Is Blind? Um, as far as people sticking together, man, JP and Taylor, you let me down, but you got out while you can, so good for you, Stacy and Izzy. I still think they're making it to the altar, and they're saying yes. I'm still hoping for that train to come to the station. Milton and Lydia, there was a brief scene of Uche talking to Milton like, we need to talk. Uh, depending on how that conversation goes, I think they'll get to the wedding. Someone's saying no. I'm not sure who it is. I think none of these couples are making it. Not, not a single one of these couples is going to make it all the way to yes. That's what, I'm really? Just calling, I'm just throwing, put it out there into the world. I think none of them okay. are getting to yes. That's me. So this is going to be the worst season of love is blind yet oh my so. <laughs> gosh david have some positivity come on there were some outrageous things that happened last season but like by and large there were like multiple healthy couples mm-hmm. in the seattle season of love is blind um not the case here I, there's no one i can root for here uh a lot of terrible people as far as i can tell uh so it's great television terrible for humanity that's how i feel about the season of love is blind so uh, you can find more episodes of this podcast at decodingreality.tv. Email us so that's what you think of the show at decodingtv at gmail.com. And uh, follow this podcast at tiktok.com slash at decodingreality. He is Justin Jordan. Find him at Freddie's roommate on Instagram and also TikTok. 
And he's also hosting recaps of The Golden Bachelor right here on Decoding Reality with Deja. Uh, so be sure to check those out as well. I am David Chen, and uh, you can find me at my uh, free newsletter, decodingeverything.com. Of course, I also host Decoding TV at podcast.decodingtv.com. Until next time, uh, we will be back with another conversation about Love is Blind very, very soon. Goodbye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.